The stage has been set for the Rocky Mountain Showdown as Mike McIntyre and player representative Sefa Lufau and Judah Parker address the media at Tuesday's press luncheon. You can listen to audio of all the press conferences here each week as I know many of you are busy and like to keep up with the Buffs on the go. Be sure to subscribe to Buff Stampede Podcast by simply searching Buff Stampede Podcast on iTunes or via the Podcasts app on your iPhone. Coach McIntyre talks first here, then quarterback Sefa Lufau, and finally senior defensive tackle Judah Parker. Well, you know, this is an exciting time for the state of Colorado. Uh, it's an exciting time for us, and we're excited about playing in the game um, Friday night. It's almost here, and it's going to be a, a great, great contest. Uh, I think Jim McElwain has done a phenomenal job there, and going to a bowl game last year and winning it and beating a Pac-12 football team. They're an excellent, excellent football team, and uh, they've got a, a great quarterback coming back, and Garrett Grayson, I think, is a phenomenal player. So uh, they do a phenomenal job. It's going to be a tough test for us, and I know our kids are excited about trying to play in that game uh, Friday night. Home openers are always fun, and opening games are always exciting. It's, it's, I think it puts a double excitement on it when it's uh, your rival that's only a little ways away. So it's going to be an exciting day. I'll take any questions at this time. Coach, how often have you seen the season opener become a tone setter for a season? Um, I think every game's a tone setter, to be honest with you. I don't, um, you know, uh, you can win that game and lose all the rest. You can lose that game and win all the rest. I think it's, it's an opening game. The thing that's exciting about the opening game, everybody has so much anticipation no matter who you're playing because it's the opening game. Um, but when you, when you play a, a big rival team that's a very good football team, it puts a little bit more added energy to the game. Um, but, I, you know, I think it's, a, it's an opening game, and that's, that's what it is, and, and you go from there. you still got 11 more games after that and hopefully another one. You watched the film of Garrett Grayson. Did you mm-hmm. see a different guy at the end of last year than you faced in the opener? Uh, no, not really. Um, he, uh, he made, they, made, they were able to run the ball a little bit better at the end of the year. Um, is what I noticed. You know, Bibbs was running the ball really well, as you could tell. So I think that made it easier on Garrett to have more open one-on-one shots, and, and he made some great plays. You know, I've watched Garrett probably more than any quarterback in the country, and the reason I say that is we played against him when he was a sophomore at San Jose State, and we played against him last year, and it was an opening game. And then we're playing this opening game this year. So you have more time to watch all the tape. And I do think that he has improved every year. I think Dave Baldwin – is a excellent offensive coordinator, and I've known him for a long time. He used to be the head coach at San Jose State, and uh, I think he does a great job with the quarterbacks. And, and really, you know, the thing that you notice about Garrett is he gets them in the right play, he makes the right reads, he can make all the throws, and he's a big, strong guy that can run a little bit. So I'm impressed with the young man. I really am. Coach, how do you feel they match up talent-wise? Do you feel like they have – I mean, there's always this perception that I think they're, I think they're, talent. I think they got excellent talent. I think they've got excellent talent. They've got a receiver core that's – um, excellent, you know they they have some good running backs there. But if you look at their running backs they had last year, they had three guys that were really really good. Um, their offensive line was excellent. They had a guy get drafted, they had a tight end get drafted. Um, defensively, they had the player of the year. Um, I think they've got very good talent, and I think they're well coached. Do, do you feel like the two programs have fairly equal talent at this point, or is it hard to say yet? I think they're very very talented. I think they got a good football team. They're a bowl team, and um, they won a lot of games and. They scored a lot of points in the last seven or eight games, a lot of points. And so that shows you they, they've got talent all over the place. Last week was what you call identity week. Uh-huh. Have you found this team? Well, it was, it was uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was identity week, um, and I thought we did well on it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that they, we were trying to make a statement 
and they were trying to make a statement um, to each other about pushing through everything, working through everything, doing all the stuff they needed to do to, to be successful. And I think they've, uh, I think they did that. Coach, how is your team better now than you were at the same point a year ago going into the same game? Well, first of all, the knowledge side of it, we're a lot deeper on our knowledge aspect of all the little things that make a difference. Um, and then I think we're a more physical, athletic football team than we were this time last year. Uh, and I think we're a little bit deeper at spots. So uh, I think those are the areas that um, we've improved in. Coach, what are your thoughts on Rashard Higgins and the things that he does well for CSU? Yeah, um, number 82, correct? Yeah, he can fly. Um, I, I see speed. I see him making plays. I see him running by receivers right and left, run, running by TBs right and left. I think he's an excellent football player. He's rangy um, and has, you know, um, he's not super tall, but he's long, if that makes sense. Um, he's able to go stretch and get the football and do some things. I, I've been very impressed with all the receiving core. Um, 25 is a, I think, is a playmaker and can do a lot of things. 86, the tight end that plays H back and moves around, very, very athletic. They got two big, tall receivers. Number 11, who's a really good player. So I think they're very, very talented um, in that area. Did your team progress in August the way you hoped they would? Yeah, we did progress. Um, it's never what you hope as a head coach. You you want absolute perfection. But we did progress. We didn't take any steps back, and I felt like we moved forward from spring, and I felt like we um, have moved forward as a team uh, from that point. How do you characterize this rivalry? Some people might say the Auburn-Alabama rivalry is nasty. How would you characterize the Colorado-Colorado State rivalry? I think it's a heck of a rival. Um, and, you know, I was in the Ole Miss-Mississippi State rival when I was coaching at Ole Miss. And, not you know, Colorado and Mississippi, not saying they're the same, but population-wise, there's not a lot of population in either state. So everybody kind of knows everybody. All the, all the small towns know each other. Half of them are Colorado State, half of them are Colorado, same way. And so I think that brings a, a better, more feel to it, um, a better, um, you know, it's something they'll see each other all the time. It's not like in, if you're in a big city area, you might not see as many people that you, know, that you play against. But here you see them quite often. You see them at church. And, See when you go out to eat dinner, and I think they bump into each other more in a less populated state. Um, and, and, of course, our state's kind of densely populated up and down 25 here in this area. So I think they run into each other all the time. So I think that makes it more of a rivalry. Yesterday, your counterpart kind of played a little psychological game, saying it was a must-win for Colorado and that they're just little CU and they're just going to go to the game and try to do the best they can. Uh -huh. Jim's really smart. He knows exactly what he's doing. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a, a heck of a football game for both of us, and uh, I know our kids are excited about playing. And, uh, you know, they're really good. They're a good football team. Mike, around the country, a lot of rivalry games, conference games, uh -huh. or play later in the season. How do you feel about playing a uh, rivalry game right off the bat? Yeah, that, that question was asked to me earlier this morning, real early. Um, I think that we need to play this game early in the season because – we both want to be playing in a meaningful conference game at the end, and then we want to play that game and go to the championship game next. So I think both schools would rather have it now instead of trying to put it at the end because you go and play a rival game that's non-conference at the end of the season, you might be, you're thinking about a lot of other things sometimes at that point. And so um, it would still be a big rival game, but I, I like it having it where we are since we're in different conferences. If we were in the same conference, for sure it would be the last game, but we're not in the same conference. So I think where it sits somewhere in the beginning – is a good place for it. I think it. I think it does add a sense of urgency because everywhere they go, if people are asking them about it, 
Um, you know, and uh, you know every opening game is fun, but this one just has an extra, extra vibe to it, I guess, because of that. Coach, Jim McElwain said yesterday that he thought it was good for CSU, for CU to have a better program, and vice versa. That you guys can help each other build football in the state, build excitement, and that, that that's a good thing. Do you have that same sense that when they do well, it actually could help you as well? I, I, I'd like for you know. I like CSU to win every game but the first one. I, I really mean that. Um, some people say, well, you're talking about, no, I'd like for them to do that because they are in our state. There's a lot of Colorado kids that play on the team, and I think it's an opportunity, to, you're right, to get our name out there. And the better we do and the better they do, then, you know, mile high start being completely packed, and it, it adds a, a great um, experience there for everybody. And, um, but, uh, you know, um, I, I, think, I think I know what he's saying there. It just kind of puts the name of Colorado out there more and the name of Colorado State, the state of Colorado out more, which is good for, for a high school football, really. Uh, yeah, every once in a while. Every once in a while we and do. I know there's a yeah. few here and there. But every once in a while right. we do. Yeah. Coach, you've mentioned several times in the preseason about how young your team is. Mm-hmm. Do, you have a different, do you have different worries going into the season opener with a young team versus a veteran team? Yeah, I'm taking some diaper rash stuff to the game. They're going to get pretty nervous. <laughs> um, you know, we got some young guys. They're going to be uh, – I hope they're not peeing down their leg too many of them the first time they walk out there to play. Um, though a few of them have jitters, a few of them won't. Um, you know, there, there's. We're, I'm excited about our young people and, and what they're doing and how they're improving. It's going to be fun to watch them play. Um, at times it's going to be exhilarating, and at times it might want to make us pull our hair out. But it'll be a growing process, and um, I think that they're. Uh, I think they're they're ready to go and ready to play well and and, and go from there. You have a large number of young guys who are going to be seeing their first college action. Have receivers some guys who are slated the season significant action time. Of course, Paul Richardson has had such a huge impact on this game a year ago. How have you seen the receiving core progress through camp, and how do you feel about them going into this game? Mm-hmm. I think the receiving core um, has, has um, grown well. Um, you know, Troy Walters does a great job with them. Brian Lingwin does a great job. The other guy that had a great game in this game last year was a guy named Connor Wood. Um, so, you know, we, we've got a brand-new quarterback out there in this game for the first time. Um, and, uh, and, of course, we don't have P. Rich. Um, but I think that uh, the other guys on our receiving core have stepped it up. Some of the younger guys that we redshirted um, have stepped it up. And I think that, you know, Nelson Spruce and Tyler McCullough is healthy. And D.D. Goodson has a, has a whole year of playing receiver on his belt. And he made some big plays in this game last year. So um, I feel good about all those guys. It's kind of like golf, where a golfer can hit it well on the range, but taking it to the course that must be what's wrong with my game because <laughs> I sure can't hit it on the course uh, but you got to practice don't you so no I, I think that um, I think once they kind of get their feet wet they'll, they'll be fine they'll, you know the way our kids practice and the way that we push them hard and we try to put a lot of pressure on them in practice so hopefully the game's even easier and uh, and we'll see from there but I, I think they'll be ready to play and have fun at it there's a lot of back and forth about this game being in Denver versus on campus, what do you think uh, about having it in Denver? Yeah, I have no control on that. I, I, I liked playing in Denver. I thought it was fun last year. Um, not just because we won. I just kind of liked the atmosphere. When you first ran out there and all our people stand up and then all their people stand up, and when you either side scores, there's always a roar. And um, So uh, I, I thought that was interesting. And You know, I, I think the young men enjoy playing in that pro stadium and, and dressing in the pro locker room. Um, I think that's fun for a kid. What's the growing Mm-hmm. Um, do you see the gap growing between Big Five and everybody else? How does that, could that affect this rivalry and could it 
Um, you know, I, I don't know. Only the future tells on that. I mean, I would be totally speculating on how that's going to work out. Um, and, you know, that's, that's such an unknown right now. We don't even know if there's going to even be new rules made or not. You know, half the conferences might vote it down. You have a certain amount. So uh, I don't know. I think just the, the future will tell on that. How do you feel comfortable? Yeah, I, I feel good of our, our, with our running game. I really do. I, I, we, I think we have four running backs that can run the football um, and are, are, are Division One college football players. So I'm excited about seeing what they do. Um, you know, and, of course, our offense is going to take what they give us and see what they do. And uh, so uh, we'll um, see what happens. But I, I do feel good about our running game. I feel, I feel better about the um, athletic ability of our offensive line this year than I did this time last year. Um, and uh, so I feel good about that. Can this rivalry help? No, I said that earlier. I think that's what Jim McElwain was saying. If they do well, we do well. That rises, you know, more kids are excited about going to games. More kids are watching it. They're watching more teams on us on television, watching them on television. I think that doesn't do anything but help little kids, middle-aged kids, you know, junior high and high school. So I definitely think that that does help. I, I really do. I think it gives more involvement, more excitement, and uh, they, they see uh, something that's big for the state on either side. How important is it for you to win that battle of the state, especially for recruiting purposes, more so with the kids that are here in Colorado? Well, it's important for us to get the, you know, the players that we think are the you know, BCS players that are in state. And uh, you know, there's quite a few that we went after last year, and, and there's quite a few we're going after this year, and just keep working at it. You know, just the population of our state, you know, everybody talks about California and Texas, well, there's so much population. That's just the way it works. Um, and uh, so, uh, but there's quite a few good football players in our state that we definitely want here and would like to have here. Mike, when you try to prepare for games two, three, and four, is it easier after a win in the opener, or no? It's or no. There's no easier way to prepare for a game. Um, you know, we truly go by the slogan: we want to go one and zero each week. So if we go one and zero this week, we don't come in and say, "Okay, we're going to two and zero." We say we're going one and zero again. Okay. If we somehow fortunately didn't come out on the winning edit, we're going to come back and go one and zero again. But as a coaching staff and as players, you go and prepare the same week in, week out. Um, you know, I think there's a lot made of that. But really, you're, you're only as good as the next game, and you never know what's showing up in the next game. You have different injuries. You have different situations. You, the matchups, that type of thing. So it, it changes more than you think, um, you know, um, as you go through it. Any difference in the player's focus or attention level? I sure hope not. I sure hope not. Um, Depending on what happens, the first yeah, I, I, I would, I would sure, I sure would hope not um, that there wouldn't be. I would hope that they would come focused to play each week and every week. Uh, you know, in today's college football, you you can win at any time and you can get beat at any time. And you know, opening weekends are always that way too. You know, opening games are kind of games that are exciting because there's a lot of new players playing, and a lot of new things happening, and all that type of thing. That's the biggest. His arm's stronger. Um, that's one of the things you'll notice. Um, and I think he's more accurate more of the time. I, mean, I thought he was accurate last year, but he's more accurate, more consistent, um, which is what we need. But his arm's stronger. And then he's moving better. He's moving a lot better. And I think you'll notice that too. Is he, you've had really good quarterbacks and programs. Is he the kind of guy that can be like what David Bales was for you at San Jose State? That's what we plan. We sure <laughs> hope so. We sure hope so. I think he has some of the same qualities David had as far as he has a quick release and he doesn't see the rush. 
and he's very competitive. And David had all those things. Now, um, and um, Sefo's made some of the plays in the games. We've got to see him consistently make it now, and I, and I definitely think he will. Um, but, you know, David Fells was a, a very unique um, guy, you know. He, he nicknamed himself, he called himself David, he nicknamed himself David Never Fails, you know, so it was pretty good. He had confidence. It just seemed like he was really key to your success oh, at San Jose State. Very key, well. I mean, more so than maybe quarterbacks in other systems. Around I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. You better have a good quarterback or you're not going to have success. I, yeah, just not in today's college football. And if you look at the pro teams, the one that have good quarterbacks year in, year out, their coaches coach there a long time. <laughs> I mean, that's the fact. They don't have a good quarterback. They, all those coaches probably wouldn't still be there. I mean, you got to have a good quarterback, and I think that we do. And I'm, I'm excited about um, Jordan Gerke behind him. I've said that a bunch of times. I think if something happened to Cepho, hopefully nothing does, that um, Jordan um, has really improved and, and, and can do a lot of things. A little different, but can do a lot of things. So I'm excited about Jordan, too. After being around Nelson Spruce for a couple yeah. of two years, what makes him tick? And, and how's he changed? Wow. As he's... Um, any company out there, I would tell you, hired Nelson Spruce, he'll run your company in five, ten years. I mean, if you want a salesman to go, he is a worker, he is intelligent, he pushes, he has ice in his veins. And, uh, um, you know, he's just, I think he's just an excellent football player. The thing that really helps him at receiver is, you know, they talk about his speed. I think he's pretty fast. Now, is he blazer? No. But he catches everything because he's so strong with his hands. He can be covered, but still he comes and gets it. I know he has that ability to separate in a two-yard spot, and you'll probably notice it. How is he how is he covered? No, he's not. Caught it. You know, he just has those strong – and then he's able to turn. He's so strong. He turns and breaks tackles a lot. And um, I just really think he's a good player, and, he, and he's, a, he's a great leader for our young men. Great leader. With so many young players – yeah, we do. We talk about that with the whole team all the time. But you, you just talk to the young men about, you know, the old cliche, the next play. But basically, we say play every play as hard as you can play. And if you screwed up the last play, don't let it affect the next play. So we continually talk to them about that because you don't want one bad play to affect three other plays. Just keep playing, keep playing, and uh, hopefully they'll do that. Last year, it seemed that Seppo guys like Seppo and Addison really kind of led the charge kind of off the field behind the scenes in the film room. Have you noticed this year's freshman class as a whole taking to that part? Um, yeah, they, they've been doing a good job. We've, we started class, you know, yesterday. So that will kind of start happening now more and more. So far, we've just been with them all the time. So they've done a lot of film work that way. But, uh, you know, I, I think they will. I think they'll work at it hard. And, you know, it's the leadership by those older guys like that that show them the way. Well, you know, every game's important. Every game I look at as a season within itself. And so, um, you know, we're excited about this upcoming game. Um, and, you know, we're playing a, a bowl team that's a really good football team, really well coached, and it's going to be a tough game for us. And, you know, there's going to be a great crowd there, and they'll be on, on national television. So it's a great opener for us. So we definitely want to win it. Yes. What is it about Nelson Spruce that makes yeah, um, well, I don't know if I'll ever coach a punter like Dara O'Neill again that can punt left-footed and right-footed. Um, you got to tell me, when it, the first last year was so funny when I tell the officials now, you know, you can punt left-footed and he punts right-footed. They go, what? 
And um, so, uh, you know, we use him as a weapon. That helps us help people be off balance, and they can't really rush other sides because you, you don't know if we're going left, right, or down the middle. So, uh, yeah, you'll see us do a combination of all of it. I feel like we're way ahead of that this year. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. If you take out the first two games, you know how statistics are. If you take out the first two games, first, yeah, yeah, first two games, we ranked like in the top ten in every statistic after that. It's kind of funny. Um, but that's all it takes in, in special teams, one kickoff return, one punt return. And, you know, CSU did a great job last year. Hammerschmidt did a great job with their special teams. And Toby does a great job with ours. You know, doing it in the first game <coughs> – First time, those are usually the things that are toughest. Um, but I feel like that we're um, way ahead of where we were last year this time. And uh, I think the kids really understand what we're trying to do. I think we understand where to plug kids in at better. And I think our kickers understand what we're trying to do better. So I think we'll be – I think I sure hope we're a lot better than we were last year in the opening game. And we, we've looked better in practice. We really have. Could you talk about Richard Yates and Wes Christensen being placed on scholarship? Yeah, uh, you know, Richard was on last year. Um, and then we renewed him. Um, you know, he was a walk-on. He's a phenomenal um, young man, does a great job for us on special teams, and uh, just really proud. And then Wes is a young man that came here a year ago from Butte Junior College as a walk-on wide receiver, and he gives us everything I got. he's got. He's, always one of, he's our backup holder. He's our, uh, one of our backup long snappers. He plays receiver. He's um, just a phenomenal young man, and I had the opportunity to, to uh, give those guys scholarships, and, um, and they, they both earned them. I didn't have the opportunity to give. I had I had the privilege of being able to show their workmanship and, and honor them with it. So I'm excited we were able to do that. Any more questions? All right. Thank you very much. Stephel, um, what do you remember from this game last year from the sidelines? How, what was it like for you? Uh, I was really ecstatic. You know, just being out there for the first time on college football, I guess stage, and. It was really exciting to go through the whole game, you know, even though we didn't play at all last year. It was still really fun, you know, to be a part of and make sure my teammates on and, you know, ultimately get the win last year. How, how have, has the rivalry um, improved in your mind since you've been here longer now? And when you first came here, you're like, you know, what's the place we build a rivalry in Washington? But now you've been here a year, you've seen what goes on. How, how do you look at it now? In terms of this week's game? Uh, no different. It's it's just another game, um, you know, treated like a Super Bowl. Uh, biggest game of our lives right now coming up. We just want to go one and zero each week. So, you know, we can't take anyone lightly, and especially CSU. What you learn about yourself last year? It's a lot of things. You know, the college football game is a lot different than high school. You, you take a lot, a lot, lot bigger shots. Uh, the game moves a lot faster mentally, uh, reading everything. Um, but but I know I can handle it. Um, you know, and also that I'm not alone. You know, I have my teammates beside me, and I have the coaches. So, you know, it's just uh, just more confident now going into this game, this year. How do you feel CSU stacks up when you watch them compared to the teams you play in Pac-12? They're good. They're uh, everyone says this and that, but they're they're a good team. They went to a bowl game last year. Uh, they had more wins than us. So, you know, as of right now, you know. We just look at that they're a really good team, and you know we're gonna go out there and, and bring everything that we have. Do you know any of their players? Have you gotten to know any of them since you've been out here? Uh, not on a personal level, but uh, from watching film, you know I, I know their players. Uh, so uh, we're gonna hit them here and there, and 
just get ready to play them. When you, when you watch their defense, are there certain guys that stand out? Their whole defense stands out to me. I mean, they played really well against us last year. It was a tight game. Uh, I believe going in the fourth quarter, we were losing by a point. So, you know, their defense did a really good job of holding us in check. And, you know, we just have to make sure we get all our reads down and, you know, find the gaps. Paul was huge in this game a year ago. How do you spread it out amongst the guys that you have now? How's your chemistry developed? Oh, the chemistry is developed really well. And, you know, you can't replace Paul, you know, he's second round draft pick and all that. But I think we, we have a lot of receivers, you know, a lot of depth that we can have out there on the field. And everyone's ready to step up. Uh, everyone's eager and willing. Everyone's hard workers. So, you know, I trust every receiver that we put out there right now, and the, the chemistry is at a high. Uh, ever since the summer, we've been working on it. So I'm pretty excited to see what they do out there. Coach said there were so many young guys. He just hopes a lot of these guys don't eat out their leg in this game. How, how do you feel about the young guys, especially the receivers? Oh, I know. Right? Yeah, I feel they're ready, you know, and I trust them, you know, to go out there. You know, if they weren't, uh, quote, unquote, you know, like go with the ones, I mean, then you, you wouldn't have some trust in them. But, you know, they're there on the ones with us for a reason. And offense, defense, which teams, you know, I, I'm expecting them to make plays and just go out there and play, really. Um, some of us had to do it last year. And, you know, it's no different than a high school game except for, like, mental speed and all that. So. You seem to have a special chemistry with Nelson Spruce as far as pitch and catch and knowing where he's at and he knows where you're going to put it. Did that uh, develop right away? It took a while? Uh, Tell me about that chemistry, Edward. I'd say it developed over time a little bit. You know, Nelson's a, a unique receiver. You know, I think he's gotten a lot better since last year alone, and uh, it's kind of exciting to see. Yeah, he's kind of like a safety blanket at times for me. Uh, he's got sure hands, but, you know, just not just Nelson Spruce out there that, you know, I can count on. You know, every receiver, even some of the guys that come in uh, after them, if they, need, if they get tired, you know, I trust them too. So um, it's, just, it's just really exciting to have a – Receiver on all sides of the field to throw to. Last year at times you saw a lot of pressure behind the offensive line. Coach Mack was just talking about how he feels the offensive line is more athletic this year. Do you feel they're better suited this year for the style of play? Yeah, definitely. I think in the run and pass game, I think we're a lot better. Uh, better at picking up blitzes, uh, better in short yardage situa situations. So. I think in terms of being more athletic, I definitely agree with that. I've seen them grow over the summer uh, and even a little bit in the spring. So, you know, I'm really excited to see what, what they can do on uh, Friday, play Friday. I'm really excited what they do, especially in short yard situations. How about practice today? Like Nelson Spruce, he made a lot of catches. It looked to be not easy. He made them look routine. Look when he tipped it with one hand to himself and caught it on the sideline. Can you remember the last time he's dropped a ball? I'd be mean and say yes, but no, I, I haven't. Re I haven't really seen uh, the last time Spruce has dropped the ball, uh, and if he does, he gets really mad at himself, even if it's a if it's a poor ball by me or one of the other quarterbacks. Uh, it just shows how much of a hard worker he is, and th those catches he, he practices them all the time. Uh, you would think he was uh, crazy in the summer for doing those kind of things, but um, he just works on it a bunch, and it just his hard work's paying off now. Guy protecting your blind side didn't play football for a whole year with those foot injuries. What, what did you see from Jeremy in that camp? I trust Jeremy a lot. You know, I've gotten to know him over spring and even in the summer. And, you know, he's, he's a big guy. And, you know, I trust him at my, my blind side, as you would call it. Uh, it looks like he's been playing for a couple years now. And that's, that's exciting to see. He's good in the run and the pass game. So, you know, I have no worries with him over there. A little surprising enough. Colorado, Colorado State rivalry, the two 
Democrats from Washington are going to be starting against each other? I, I mean, you yeah. About that at all? No, I, I haven't. You know, I, I've met him. He's he's a really good guy. I met him over the Man in Passing Academy, and he's a really good guy. I mean, you know, talked to him for a little bit, but you know, I haven't really, I guess, thought about that. It's just a, it's just another game. From a player's perspective, is there any benefit having a rivalry game right off the bat, as opposed to later on in the season? I don't think so. I mean, we're just coming out here. Whatever you guys put in front of us each week, you know, we we'll go out there and prepare for them and, and play. I don't think it changes uh, rather the game or not. You know, you just have to, you know, bring your best every game, and that's how I look at it. You seem pretty low-key here today, kind of matter of fact. How would you describe the team's mentality this week? I'd say we're focused, you know, and, you know, it's something that we're trying to, I guess, work on. I think at times last year we kind of lost focus or I guess weren't really, I don't know, all, all bought in compared to this year. And, I think the guys are just, you know, it's getting closer and closer today. I think, I don't know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, three days now until we play. So, um, you know, the butterflies are kind of creeping in. Uh, guys are getting ready to play and just watching film. And I mean, at school a little bit now, and some guys are getting a little tired. But, uh, you know, it's just we're just trying to focus on them and uh, just get ready to play. From a player's perspective, do you, do you like having a game in Denver, or would you rather have it on the campuses? I think Denver's fun. You know, it's it's a bigger stadium, bigger stage. You know, you have, uh, I guess, even amount of fans from each side coming to the game, which is really exciting, really fun. Um, but you know, if it was here or there, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just another game to me. Uh, you just you gotta show up and play, and you know, be whoever's in front of you. Uh, you talk a lot about it being just another game, but how important is that first game for this team this year, given what you guys went through last year after after winning the first game? Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely important to get off to a strong start. You know, you want to kind of set a, a tempo to your season and where you want it to go. And getting a win would definitely help us start off on the right foot. But, you know, you just try to focus on uh, a week in, week out basis on, on opponent X or whoever you're playing that week. It's no secret that the students see this game as one of the most important of the year. Um, how does that change your mental preparation for this weekend? It doesn't really. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's important to them and it's important to us because, you know, you want to win. I guess the rivalry game, but I mean, it's just another game that we want to go perfect all season. You know, want to know every week, like Coach Max has been telling us and what we've been telling our teammates. I don't want to, you know, hype the game for anything because it's just another game and we just want to go out there and win. You know, if it was Alabama or Oregon playing this week, we just want to win. It, it, it changes nothing. What does it mean? It means a lot. Yeah. Having the respect from my teammates to be named captain, especially at a young age, uh, it, it means a lot. You know, having them look up to me and being someone that uh, they'd come to if they need anyone. But it doesn't change anything. You know, I haven't changed. I mean, I'm the same person as I was last year. So, uh, just overall, it's a it's a big, great honor. So, so, people in this state sort of view the two schools as CU's the bigger school. They're in the better conference. They're expected to win this game. Do you guys ever think that way, or do you concern yourselves with we're in the bigger conference, they're in a lesser conference, maybe there's more pressure on us to win this game? No, there's, there's no, it's it's not our business, you know. We just, it's just a game, you know. I keep saying it, but I mean it is, and there's no big brother, little brother thing, you know. They're a D1 school, and 
on any given day. Anyone can beat the other team. So we just have to come out prepared. I mean, they're a good team. Like I said before, they can't, they went to a bowl game, and you know we were at home on our couches watching. So right now, you know, you can consider them the better team, and that's okay because you know we're just gonna keep preparing and, and just get ready for the game. Roger, you're a senior. This is your last on the showdown. Mm-hmm. Talk about setting the tone of what this game means to you and kind of make your last first impression. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, going into my senior year, you know, this is a very emotional game for me. You know, uh, every year this has been a great rivalry between both both schools. You know, uh, this is really telling them, you know, how to understand, how to approach, you know, your first college game that you're going into. You know, it could be overwhelming at times, but, you know, you just have to stay with what you've been taught, what the coaches have been teaching you. And, you know, by doing that, you know, that's that's how we set ourselves up to be successful. Judith, um, how has this game, I guess, how has your thought process of this game changed between when you came in as a freshman and a kid from out of state and probably didn't know a whole lot about rivalry to now being a senior, you've been in the game a number of times. Has your impression of the CU-CSU rivalry changed over the years? You know, it's a great game, you know. Uh, from my freshman year, you know, you, you, hear, you hear the seniors talk about it, but you don't really understand what it means to the people of uh, Boulder, the people of Colorado. And, uh, you know, now as a senior, you know, I, I really <clears throat> can, can tell you guys that how much it means to the, the state, how much it means to the city, much it means to the community, everybody that's involved with CU Sports and CSU, you know, both both teams want to come out successful, and I know, I know the uh, the gravity of this game is 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 as is, is, is big as it can get. Over time, have you built up any ill will towards CSU? Are there any players out there that maybe were chippy with you that you remember? Um, it's it's never about hate. You know, it's never a hate thing. It, it, you know, it's always the first game of the season. It's it's. The first win that you want to get as, as you know both respective teams. So just going into that first game, you know that's that's uh, that's what you want. You know a rivalry game, your first game. You want want to be successful for both teams, and so you know for that, that's that's what we want. Coaches of both of these teams have said it would be beneficial. It's beneficial for the other if one does well. And your coach has said he hopes CSU wins every game except for this first game. That that's good for your program. Jim McElwain said the same thing yesterday about you guys. Do you sense that? Do you see that if both programs were, you know, ten win kind of teams, nine win kind of teams, year in and year out, that this would be a way different rivalry? Um, I I just view it as you know from both coaches saying that you know they want to set their team up the right way, set the tone, getting that first win. You know that does that does a lot for a team's uh, morale and confidence in that first that first win under their belt. And so, with with that being said, I just feel that uh, you know it, it doesn't make a difference. You know, if 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 we're ten wins or you know a one win team, you know it's it's the first game and that's how it's always been set up, pretty much. Well, I guess I'm saying though, like if, if CSU were to have another bowl type season, you guys okay. and you guys can say, hey, we beat them. Is, is that a good thing for, for your program if, if they do well in all their other games and vice versa for them if you guys do well in all your other games? Um, or do you think it matters? Right. Uh, I don't really think it matters. You know, we're, we're in two different conferences. Uh, it's great to see the other team do well, but, you know, you, you want to beat them when you, when you play against them. So, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, giving that some thought, I would say that uh, it wouldn't really matter, to be honest. I think that, you know, 
our teams, when we get into our conference play, you know, we want to keep the momentum going. And so uh, I feel that, you know, it wouldn't really matter, you know, looking back at it. You had a tenth week, <coughs> excuse me, a couple of weeks ago. What did this team come out of that week? What kind of identity did it come out with, and how different is that from last year? Right. I think that, you know, looking back on, you know, fall camp and looking at who we are as a, as a defense, as a team, I think we're a lot more smarter team. I feel that, you know, we understand so much more, you know, being under uh, the coach's sophomore year, second year under their belt. I feel that, you know, we're fast and physical. That's something that, you know, under their first year, that's something that they've been harping to us. Second year now, since we know more of the playbook, I really feel that we're, we're a so much smarter team than we were last year because, uh, you know, the coaches can dive into the playbook and really uh, teach us different checkdowns for different things that we see on the field. So I say with that, I think that we, we're continuing to getting better as being a smarter football team, a team that is fast and physical, and a team that uh, wants to create turnovers because, you know, turnovers is a statistic that our coaches have been telling us that, you know, if you can get about three to four turnovers a game or something like that, you know, that really sets you up for, uh, you know, the percentages go up for your chances of winning. And that's what they've told us, and that's something we hang our hat on. So with that being said, that's who we want to become, and the coaches have said that's that's who we have become. So, yeah. Would you have Right, yeah, you know, Derek McCartney, he's been doing an awesome job, you know, the way that he prepares, you know, uh, through fall camp and, and now through this coming week, you know, I'm really excited to see how he'll do. You know, I know he hasn't been on the field yet, that it's going to be his uh, his first time playing uh, collegiate football, but, you know, I have all the faith in the world in him. You know, he's he's been preparing, he's been uh, busting his butt, and I, you know, I, I tell him, you know, how, how it was for me when I first got in, like, the first game, uh, so... You know, with, with him having older guys telling him how it is and, and him preparing himself the right way, I feel that, you know, he's going to be successful on uh, Friday. Can you give him any specific instruction, direction since you played that position? Right. You know, uh, playing that position, I know that there's a lot of communication that needs to go on during the game. You know, if, if we see something and, and there's a check down that we need to call out, you know, I just tell him, you know, if you're playing on my side, we need to communicate. Because, you know, if we can communicate and, you know, you go back to your technique and, and do everything that you, you, you need to do, you're going to be at the right place at the right time to make the play. And so with that being said, you know, that helps him. You know, I'm going to help him communicate when I'm next to him or on the line whenever he's playing. So, you know, whenever that check down comes and we have to call it out, you know, that will help him play because, you know, having, having all that on your plate and you haven't played a collegiate game, that could be tough at times. So I think that uh, communication will definitely help him out. You're going to have quite a few young guys mm -hmm. playing in and around you on the defensive line, especially with Andrew Tyler certainly doesn't help that. Do you have that same faith in all those guys, Christian Shaver, Tim Coleman, Derek, and all those guys, or the young guys ready for what's going to come up right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's something that uh, mindset that you have to have to approach that type, that type of uh, situation you know, with all the young guys. You know, I have the most faith in it. And something that I've always, you know, uh, harped on is, you know, uh, proper preparation prevents perf performance, you know, the five Ps. Uh, I feel that, you know, if we can prepare the guys as much as we can, the, uh, the upperclassmen say, hey, you have to look for this, you have to look for this, you know, we're going to make mistakes. But the one thing that you can't coach and the one thing that you can't, uh, you know, be, be with them out on the field is effort. You know, they have to run to the ball. I say, if you make a mistake, run, 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 and try to make plays. And if, if we, you know, we were all there as freshmen. You know, we played and 
we we have mistakes, but you know if you if you can constantly you know uh, correct that by giving effort, I think that uh, we we can work on that as more games progress. And progress. You've been here a long time, mm-hmm. and you've seen a lot of changes. Can you compare over the years the team's preparation going into the season, um, just to how the team mentality or morale has been previous years to this year? How is it different? Okay, yeah, uh, previous years, you know, the first two seasons that I've been here, uh, our coaches prepared us in an NFL-style type of way. You know, that's, that's uh, some of the things that I've heard from other people that have seen how we practice. And so, uh, you know, that was good for the time being, but I think uh, for this coaching staff and for some of the things that we lacked and some of the things that we've told Coach, that, you know, that we, we need to prepare better this way and that way when the coaching change did happen, I think that, you know, the learning curve, teaching teaching guys, you know, everybody, you know, from a senior to a freshman, you know, how the mechanics of the game, you know, the, the little things that you have to look for, the, the right step, going back, watching film, how to watch film, stuff like that, how to prepare the young guys so that their learning curve is so much better, you know, rather than expecting, you know, you have to make plays, you have to do this, you have to do that, but, but leaving out, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I think that, you know, this new coaching staff has, has done a great job in really preparing us uh, for a game week, how to prepare. You know, we have great uh, coaching leadership by, you know, Jim Jeffcoat, uh, Kent Bear, and all those guys. They really have seen it all, and they, they've, done, they've been successful everywhere they've been. So I really feel that, you know, I have all confidence in my coaches and, and the c- other seniors and the other leaders on our <coughs> team. So, yeah. From speaking to a lot of guys in the ball camp, it mm-hmm. seems that one of the constant themes is we're all bought in. Now, to your point, do you think it's because of how the coaches prepared you that you're that way, or what is it about Coach Mack's staff that allows everybody, it seems, at least from the outside, to have a confidence about it? Yeah. You know, when you have, whenever you have a you know, Division I program, you get kids from all walks of life. You know, from D.C., you get kids from Texas, I'm from Hawaii, a lot of kids from California. And you put them in the care of coaches for, you know, four to five years. You know, guys really look to these coaches as father figures, you know. Who, who am I going to be around? You know, when the times get going tough, is he just going to, you know, bark at me or is he going to, you know, pick me up, you know, a positive, po- positive uh, affirmation. And these coaches have done a great job of really, uh, you know, being father figures, you know, they, they coach us really hard, but at the end of the day, we know that they still care about us. You know, we have uh, multiple meetings uh, throughout the off-season and through season, through summer, you know, where they, they ask us, how is our family doing? You know, what's some of the goals you have in life? What are you going to do, you know, when you have a family 20, 30 years down the road? And having that kind of uh, approach to all, all, you know, 105 of us, you know, that, that really gives us an easy time to buy in with all these coaches. You know, it's, it's just so easy that we have a family aspect. And um, that's another thing that was a difference from the old coaching staff to the new coaching staff. You know, I felt that in the locker room before when I was a freshman and sophomore that, you know, there was clicks. But now, you know, everyone's a family. Everyone's gelling. Everyone is really uh, looking out. Everyone's their own uh, brother's keeper. And with that being said, you know, that just makes it that much easier to accept what the coaches are trying to uh, have us do on the field and in the weight room and in the classroom and everything. So that's, that's what I think. What do you think is going to be going through your head when you're walking through that tunnel with the last match with the Broncos play? This is your you know, chance to play a pro stadium potentially for the last time. Right. Uh, you know, my mindset is definitely to go 1-0. You know, uh, just being prepared. You know, 
one of uh, you know all coaches and all great players have all said you know you have to vis visualize yourself making the play, visualize you know you taking the right steps, visualize your, uh, yourself chasing down the ball. And that's uh, that's the way that I prepare. That's the way that I approach the game. And so uh, you know going through that tunnel, that's what I'm going to be thinking about. And uh, you know when uh, after the game, you know I'll reflect and look back on it, and you know it'll be a special time because it's my last time playing in this rivalry game, and and that's how I'll approach it. Right. Um, I would say you know I, w I wouldn't really think of it that way because it's our first game. You know you'd have to you know look back at the end of the season. We want to uh, start our team off in the right way, having one and zero. That's how I, I would approach it. You know I want to send these guys off. You know when I'm done playing here, I want to send these guys off to a bowl game, so, you know, getting the first win is important, and so, uh, you know, this is a great game, you know, there's uh, the guys up north, you know, have a great team, they went to, the, went to a bowl game, beat a Pac-12 team, so, you know, this is going to be a great game to, to play in, and, you know, both teams respectively want to win, and so that's what you want from a program, and so uh, I just think that it'll be great. Yep, thank you. Thank you. All right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course.